G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Good morning, Alan Lee here on 2020, standing in for Neil Johnson all this week. Uh, just coming up to quarter to 12 in the east, quarter to 10 in the west, quarter past 11 in the middle. And US author Liz Curtis Higgs is our guest. She's one of the most popular and successful writers of Christian fiction in the world. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's been given an award of excellence as a speaker at conferences. And in her popular book, Bad Girls of the Bible, she breathes new life into some of those ancient tales about some of the most infamous and indeed intriguing women in history. And now she's writing stories that retell, for example, the story of Ruth in a 21st century setting. So I asked her why she told the story that way. I think here's what happens with biblical stories. It's easy to say, oh, but that was then and, and that's not now and people are different. People are not different. They really aren't. Our human nature has unchanging since Eve and Adam, really. So the, the reality is to take this story that we all think we know very well, to do the biblical research, but then pick it up and move it, means you have to pay attention to the story. What we are, aren't often told in scripture is what people are thinking or feeling or why they do things. Those are the very nature of a novel, is what people are thinking and feeling and why they do things. I don't want to add to the word of God and so if I wrote a novel based in biblical times, my fear is I would have to imagine what Jacob, Leah, Rachel talked about, put words in their mouths. By moving the story, I have the freedom to take God's word and treat it with care and yet explore these people's hearts and lives. My goal is that when people finish reading one of my novels is they immediately go back to Genesis and say, okay, now let me read the real story. That's really my goal. Because yeah. some, I mean, some of the other books you've written, The Bad Girls of the Bible, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I have to ask you about The Bad Girls. Because it's not just The Bad Girls, they're more bad girls. And they're even really the slight, bad the, girls and yeah, slightly, slightly bad, bad girls. girls. <laughs> I think, I think, Alan, I've finished that series now uh, with four books. But they were a delight to study. The women in Scripture just interest me anyway. Um, because of the timeless and universal nature of their stories, they speak to all of us. They were meant to speak to all of us in each generation. Uh, and we find connecting points in their story. And so, yes, the bad girls, I had to write that one because I'm a former bad girl, an FBG. Uh, and so I have the cred, the street cred, as we say in the States, the, the credentials, the right to look at some of those bad girls and find out why God put them in the word in the first place. What's Jezebel doing in there? What are we supposed to learn from her? I don't think we're just supposed to write her off and say, that's bad. That's the obvious answer. Why was she bad? How am I like her? How can I be different from her? How can I have a happier ending than being shoved out of a window by two guys who worked for me? <laughs> it's a cautionary tale for those in management, let me tell you. Uh, you know, she ends badly. Uh, God literally wipes her off the face of the earth, so the Bible says there's nothing left to identify her as Jezebel. Well, I don't want that outcome, so what do I need to do differently? She worshipped the wrong God. She worshipped Baal instead of the Lord God. 
that's a simple simplification of the Jezebel problem. Worship the right God. Because if you take all her skills, she was bright, she was motivated, she was a powerful leader, she was strong, she had good stuff, faced in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I get excited about those bad girls. Do not get me started. There's 24 <laughs> of them. <laughs> but, I mean, isn't it interesting in the Bible that, that very often the men are... Like you say, we don't know about their motivations. You know, they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're prophets or they're kings. And, and you see what they do, you hear what they say. But it's often the women who you have an inkling of a personality. I mean, you've got Mary Magdalene. Mm, yeah, she got a I whole mean, book. I did a whole book on her. Amazing. What, what a fascinating woman in such a pivotal place in the story. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't it interesting that, that, that women who, in biblical times, were not top dogs... Oh, no. But isn't it interesting that now we look back and we find that often the stories revolve around them? Well, Mary's a great example. Um, and as we're coming up on Easter, what a good person to talk about. Um, first of all, she's mentioned by name 14 times, which is huge. There are whole stories about the woman caught in adultery, the woman at the well, the woman with the issue of blood. No name. Mary's named over and over. Nine of those 14 times, she's uh, among a list of women and she's always first. She gets pride of place except once when Jesus is addressing his mother from the cross. So obviously Mary was revered among those people. She was critical to the first century church. Um, and by the way, to undo the Da Vinci Code, <laughs> she was not married to Jesus. They didn't have three kids and she didn't move to southern France, you know, just, just to get all that out. <laughs> Let's talk about you being a bad girl. How, how did you get from being a bad girl to being where you are now, because it's, it's you, well, the word there's radio, just the you? one word, which is grace. That's how everybody gets from being bad to being redeemed. Uh, and it was a 10 year lost decade. It seemed lost to me at the time. God has redeemed it all. Two people in radio. I was working in radio. Two dear people came, saw me, knew that they were brand new Christians, knew that I was their project <laughs> and loved me into the kingdom. They just loved me. Didn't judge me. Didn't tell me to clean up my act, though it desperately needed it. They just showed me what Christianity looked like. And it looked like joy. And it looked like, um, it looked very intelligent too. And I think I had been one of those people who foolishly cast away Christianity as being what people who aren't very bright choose. Well, you read C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, and you go, oh, if a man this brilliant believes that Jesus is the only answer, I need to think again. And so um, they loved me into the kingdom. But uh, yeah, so half my lifetime was not honoring God, knowing him, and half has been, I hope, honoring him and certainly loving him. Uh, and so it's, it's just been an interesting journey. The speaking and the writing came about because of that kind of overnight, a rather miraculous conversion, because people want to know what happened to you. Uh, you know, you left Friday saying, party, and you came in Monday morning saying, praise the Lord, I've been baptized. What happened there in the middle? Uh, and what happened there in the middle was about five months of being loved, being mm. told that there is forgiveness, that it's big enough, deep. Um, so many scriptures that are so beautiful, but how wide and deep and long and high is the love of Christ. It really is the only thing that's one size fits all. Clothing. Not one size fits all, <laughs> not my all, baby, but, uh, but, but his love, his grace does fit. It's the good news that we have to offer the world is the forgiveness of God. It's lovely to meet you. Thank you very much. What a blessing. 
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.